0: By Sports Interaction, Canada Sportsbook.
1: Welcome to Game Over Montreal. Uh, it's this again. It felt a little bit like last season, but without all the goals against them uh, Sam Montebo. Pretty decent showing overall tonight, but there's not a lot of positives from my perspective to write home about. But we'll ask our guests about that too. Uh, some things to talk about tonight. We're gonna talk about the power play, which remains Ofer for the whole season. And, uh, the penalty kill finally gave up one. So they're no longer at zero and a hundred on special teams. I I figured that was their strategy to go forward. This season is just not have any special teams goals for or against. And we'll talk about Nick Suzuki and uh, his first goal of the season. And some things that I noticed during the game, it's a little bit more scattershot this episode because it was just a little bit less. I thought to write home about in this game as compared to the other games, but we'll talk about, you know, the young kids, all that, uh, as we go through the show, we've got a great guest for you today. Uh, Mark Dumont is going to come in co hosting with me, and Noah Bashir is going to be here with us. But before I get into that, I got to tell you about Sports Interaction. You want to bet? You can do it all at Sports Interaction Canada Sportsbook. Football's back, the baseball playoffs, and hockey season's underway. Bet pre game, live in play, or on one of our many prop bets. Made for Canadians by Canadians, Sports Interaction makes it easy to deposit, play, and cash out. Join now and see all the sports betting, all that sports betting has to offer. Head to sportsinteraction.com sdpn. That's sportsinteraction.com sdpn. Ontario only, 19 plus. Please play responsibly. And if you or any of your loved ones have an addiction to gambling, please know that there is uh, links in our description for the video and the podcast if you're listening to this the following day for resources to help out there. All right, I'm going to welcome in our guests now. Mark Dema and Noah, how are you?
2: I'm doing well, thank you. How are you?
1: Uh, I mean, i it's been a stressful weekend, I won't lie. We've been dealing with a lot of tech issues <laughs> on this launch of Game Over, and strangely, every single one has been a different tech issue, so there's been <laughs> no easy solution to expand all of it, but uh, we're getting through it. We're going to have some meetings, I think, this coming week, and then things will flush out. But uh as far as the Canadians are concerned, I think this is what we should have expected coming into the season. Like just the three games combined. Uh, This is about what we can expect for the course of the season, but I wanted a, l- a few more goals. Last couple games haven't been very fun.
0: Hey, hey, listen, okay. Can we get to the, can we jump right into my Slavkovsky rant? Because sure. like, I mean, what, what what are we doing here? What are we, uh, I mean, I get it. You want to ease him in, and it's not like he's shown a ton at five-on-five in five. the logic here by Martin St-Louis that he's got to learn to play five-on-five. Five. Yeah, I get that, but it's really much simpler to play on the power play. is a guy who's struggling to get those, those passes, those that decision-making done quickly. Where do you get a little more time? Where do you get you know, more opportunities? On the power play. And if the Canadians were going full 1960s, you know, Billy uh, Vaux-Richard scoring five goals per game on the power play, I'd get it. Sure, you don't put him on there, but right now, the power play is, you know, has about the same amount of excitement as a frozen bag of carrots right now. So why don't you give Slavkovsky an opportunity there? Um, I'm not saying play him at the point, but we've seen Drouin at the point. We've seen Hoffman at the point. So, like, all bets are off. Damn the torpedoes. Let's get Slavkovsky some healthy ice time. And if not, I mean, Noha, I'm sure you'll have a more intelligent take on this but i'm putting him on the metro you go all the way down the the orange line you're going to be in laval and you're going to get him a ton of ice time there cuz right now what are what are you doing with your first overall pick maybe i'm just jumping the gun a little bit here and i'm getting a bit worried too early but i don't see this other than confidence destroying ice time for your Sopkovsky right now and, and i just don't see the point of having him here again if you all armia was healthy i don't think he'd be in the roster but it's time to find him minutes, whether it's in the NHL or the AHL.
2: Yeah, I think I'm I'm with you in that. Um, so <laughs> I could, I mean, I'm just trying to keep up with all the new players, basically, because <laughs> I don't do this for a living. So I'm sitting there just trying to keep straight who's who. And I barely noticed him. And so if I barely noticed him, is it because he wasn't on the ice or because he wasn't doing anything notable or a combination of both? Um, Which then tells me again, like, let's uh, overall, overall, so that I'm not like specifically to Slavskowski, yes, please find him somewhere ice time somewhere. It doesn't have to be the NHL. It's okay. (laughs) Maybe maybe they're just giving him the 10 games and that's it. I don't know. Um, But uh, give him give him something like if the point of this experience is to boost his confidence, which is what I would think should happen with, you know, development then that would be great. Um, the the kids I was impressed with, and I did notice, and I can't believe I'm going to say this, but I mean, other than I love Suzuki and Caulfield, everybody knows that. They're not kids anymore. They're like grizzled vets now. Caulfield
0: right? will forever be a kid. That's just the rule there. He's <laughs> just, our little-
2: be like 50 and he's going to be a kid. a <laughs>
0: kind so of person so to pick is. up and pet? And you know, he's, like a, he's a, an, an emotional support Hobie Baker winner. That's what Cole Caulfield
2: is. Yes, that is, I like that. I like that a lot. That works. But, um, but the person I, I noticed, and I, I can't believe I'm saying this was Jack. I, because, um, like, does he, I read an article about him. I can't remember where now might've been TSN or ESPN. I don't remember, um, about his move up to major juniors and about like the fact that he was like, the whole thing was a long shot. And now here he is in the NHL, but the article focused a lot on his, his mean streak. And I was like, Oh, great. Okay. So big, tough lug, whatever, blah, blah, blah. And then I watched him and I'm like, well, he's, he's well positioned. He's smart. He knows where to go. He knows like what to do. He's a good player. I was shocked. I was shocked, really pleasantly surprised, but that's who I noticed. Mm-hmm. And I'm kind of sad that I didn't notice Lefkowsky more. Like I'm, I'm, and Dak. Dak's the other one that I noticed and thought was excellent. Um,
1: yeah, I, I thought Doc I had a good game as well. Start. And you're right, Noah, that the coverage around Arbor Xhaka did not do him any favors in terms of, yeah, like getting people hyped. Well, they got certain people hyped up about him, right? Like you, the people who love the physical guys. We're definitely hyped up about uh, Xhaka last year, but I heard nothing, no coverage really at all talking about him as a player, and he has been remarkably impressive based on the standard that's been set coming into this. Maybe if we knew more about him, we wouldn't be as impressed, but I I think he's been full value in, in what he brings to the table, and I know part of the reason why Jack and Jordan Harris are standing out so well right now is because Caden Gooley and David Savard have been thrown to the wolves to a ridiculous degree. And you can see it every night. Like you you look at their relative numbers. They are in the garbage can. I know that we were going all in on Caden Gooley the last, uh, last game there, but clearly that pairing is not going to work long-term.
0: I, and you know what? I actually wrote that in my game recap for MontrealHockeyNow.com is that, um, you know, we're all talking about what David Saval will bring to Caden Gouli. I think and if I'm being perfectly honest, it's what's Caden Guly bringing to David Saval right now. And I think he's probably the better player in terms of positional awareness, situational awareness, and zone zone. Um, yeah, Guly got beat a couple of times when there was a two-on-one, but you saw really Saval was the one struggling with his position and that was kind of leaving Gouli out to dry. Uh, here's the thing, though. Who, who do you put him with? Who's your next vet down the road? So Chris Weidman. After that, yeah. it's um, who becomes the next vet? Uh, Jordan Harris. You know, so like there are no options right now. So I think, unfortunately, it's going to be a lot more of this for Caden Gooley. But yeah, honestly, I'm not sure Savok is good enough to to really put Him under his wing and, and bring him, uh, you know, at least tread water right now, but uh, yeah, you're right, it's been really, really rough for uh, Gouli and Saval. The pairing, I, I when I'm watching Gouli, though, I'm not seeing him make mistakes, so I'll say that no. much.
1: No, and the thing is, like, he'd probably be having a much easier time out of there if even just Mike Matheson was healthy, right? He's not yeah. going to be helping him by being on his pairing, yeah, but he could take some of those tough minutes off of his shoulders because, <laughs> no, absolutely, like, in the Toronto game. Ghouli was out there pretty much always with, when Matthews was out there, right? Mm-hmm. He was hard-matched as much as they possibly could. And, you know, he kind of got punched in a little bit by the the numbers, but overall, Matthews didn't accomplish anything. No, So that that's something. Savard, however, I think has been on the ice for almost all of the Canadiens' goals well, against the season, let's be which honest. sounds he's, just like last year.
0: He's not, I mean, he's not a top-pairing guy. I, I think no. on a healthy lineup, I'm not sure if he's a top-four guy anymore, if I'm being perfectly honest, statistically no, speaking. So, um, yeah, it's going to be, but I wouldn't be surprised at some point, and Noha, I'd like to hear what you think about this, if Caden Gooley ends up being sent down and what the reaction would be to that, because for those that missed it in the chat, Hi Trizak. how Noel, um, um, Charlotte is here, all our friends are here, cheers, they're they're telling me to, to walk off the ledge, oh Claire is here as well, to get off the ledge here, you know, get off the Slavkowski ledge because I'm freaking out, but I think eventually at one point we're going to start seeing, you know, hopefully there'll be some healthy defensemen in the mix, um, and Jonathan Kovacevic is doing fantastic in my opinion, but I think you're going to see Gouli, you know, Harris- not jack high, cause he seems to be doing what he needs to probably filter into Laval. Maybe we'll see a guy like Leskin in or, or Norlander come up who, who's been playing well, but I don't know if it's healthy for Guly to get massacred all year long on the top pairing.
2: So I don't, I mean, I think if he needs it, I think it, so what I really, really like about, I'm going to go on my Martin Louis rant. Cause I really like him, really like him um, is that I think he's going to do it depending on whether they need it or not, basically like, okay. I feel like he is such a players coach and that he's not just going to, oh, I have this plan and that's it. He communicates so well with his players mm-hmm. and Ghoulie is being thrown to the wolves, maybe by the numbers, but he doesn't look flustered. He doesn't look frustrated.
0: He's so, not that kind of guy. He doesn't get frustrated. And you're absolutely right. Like he's, if, he's so like, stoic.
2: Yeah. And and if, if he can handle it, then those minutes are probably great development. But if it starts getting to him mentally, like if the mental side of it, of just constantly, you know, being outmatched and thrown up against the top, you know, line of the other team starts killing him, then yes, please, I think that, you know, we will see that. And I, this is, this is the thing that makes things so different for me, like compared to last year, because I know you guys were like, oh, this game wasn't really anything to write home about. I'm like, this was fantastic. I came in. With no expectations, Perfect. like no expectations. Perfect. And if they lost 5 nothing, I would have been like, oh, shame, but I would have been okay. It wouldn't have been like, Arr! I'm like slamming my head on the wall like I wanted to do last, last year. So what I saw was a lot of players moving around, making mistakes, making some cool plays, trying stuff out. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't, but it's so much less upsetting when they get outshot or outscored, but they're actually playing like a more dynamic way, and there's there's young players who are developing, making those mistakes instead of a mediocre vet who's already reached his ceiling and there's nowhere to go. Oh, so yeah. even the, the power play, where you guys were saying like, "Oh, it's over," and I'm like, "Yeah, but compared to like, do you remember our power play?" <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, I actually blocked it out. Like I, my, my, my oh. brain was like, no, we're gonna, we're gonna push oh. this deep down below, you know, like get it. Yeah, I don't know. So you like, what you like, but there was better puck movement today, but
2: there was better puck movement. It, our power play used to have one move, right? Get it to Weber, done. That's it. That's, it. that's and the and
1: hope the Weber would move.
0: shoot through a goalie, like literally. Well, like we're we're going to talk
1: about the power play, but we got we'll <laughs> okay. we'll, we'll, we'll put it in segments. So we got to <laughs> keep topics a a somewhat organized. But I did want to point out Fair a couple enough. of comments from the stream chat here because i think there one is very interesting and one is very incorrect and i apologize for the person i'm going to call inter- incorrect but uh, uh Trzak, who is trying to talk mark down off the ledge no. was, it brought up a great point earlier in the stream chat that i wanted to bring up which is one of the reasons why slavkovsky slavkovsky is probably going to be in montreal for at least the nine games is to spend more time with adam nicholas Right. Yeah. So he can work directly with the skills coach who isn't going to spend as much time in Laval. Now, I think they should probably also hire a skills coach for Laval, but that's another topic. He does a for little bit of day. both, but you're right. Yeah. It's, but he's, he's going gonna gonna to be in Montreal and... more. And yeah. the other one is uh, Daniel Clark Bouchard, who's saying the NHL is not a development league. I'm sorry, Daniel, but it's why do young players one. have career years after being rookies and not having them? Because they develop. I- in I get the what nhl he's saying,
0: though. i get what he's no, saying andrew but it's not you're true take though side on it yes no it's I not what he's true thing is that no you have to nowadays especially with entry entry-level contracts uh, at one point it wasn't the league. i agree um now it's kind of in the middle but i think Slavkosti. let's be perfectly honest like he's not just in the doorstep i think that's kind of what um Monsieur bouchard is talking about here is that like you're going to need a little more than just a handful of games to get Slavkovsky mm-hmm. ready. But you're right, like young players are taking over the league. It is becoming a league where you can put someone in that's not, you know, five years in the oven in the AHL. But uh, I don't think Slavkovsky fits that profile, in my opinion. No, and- I think we can admit 2022 had no NHL-ready players. I mean, Shane well, Wright look was at Shane the right yeah. bet, but there were no NHL-ready players in the 2022 draft. It, it, it's unfortunate, but that's how it worked
1: out. Yeah, but I mean, the whole NHL is not a development here. league thing. If you have a coach like Michel Therrien, sure, because he can't <laughs> develop a player. But if you have a coach who knows how to develop a player, it could be a development league.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fair enough. Absolutely. No, I get that. And I, I just don't see, I mean, again, Noha, you you came in here with no expectations. If you didn't know who Slavkovsky was drafted first overall, what would your impression be? What What kind of player did you think he'd be? A rookie, a veteran? Or well, like what were your impressions just from tonight?
2: literally noticed him twice. Like, okay. just, no, I had nothing. I had absolutely nothing. Like he did not even. I, well, I he, was, had, he, he had that chance early in the
0: first, right? I don't know if you caught it right at the beginning. I think he grazed the post and that was I was like, oh my God, he found open ice. He was smart away from the buck. And then it I kind of know. faded. It faded real quick. I
1: don't think I thought I know. he had some good giving goes with Gallagher throughout the game. I feel like yeah. him and Gallagher are developing chemistry, but it hasn't gotten there yet.
0: No, absolutely. And I just want to notice the uh, note that the chat loves know-how because we all do. We yes. all do. That's the. I'm so happy that she's actually here making sense of my ramblings because I'm going off the ledge about Slavkovsky and she's like, we knew this was the whole thing going into it. And, and I think that's a really good point on her part is that, you know, this was the plan. This was the plan. I just, I think it's not conducive to keep like, yeah, Slavkovsky got up to 12 minutes because he got an extra shift at the end there. He was aiming for 10 minutes. We're looking at 9, 10, 10, no power play time. If it is a if if it is what you said earlier, Andrew, partly a developmental league, which I agree, well, then you have to put him in a situation conducive to scoring. and I don't think that's the case right now.
1: Well, that's if what they're looking for him is score from for him is scoring. I mm. don't know if that's necessarily the case. I think they want to see him improve on like the little things decision making is yeah, decision making what hottie uh, was or Hattie was bringing up yesterday scanning, right, making those quick reads, those good reads making the best play more than necessarily scoring, but let's wrap things up on slap for a second, because uh, we got to talk about the power play. But before we do, I have to remind everybody, please like the the show on YouTube. If you're watching and you're liking the show, it helps us grow. Tell your friends about it. If you like it, subscribe here, Spotify, Apple, all that stuff. Share it on your social media. Tell people to come hang out with us when we're live or watch us on replay. It really helps the show. And we are you know, a, a new show that's growing by word of mouth. We're not spending money on advertising. We're not some big company around here like TSN or Sportsnet. We're a growing network, so uh, help us out. We need you, the fans, to be our biggest backers, and we know SD, SDPn family that you already are. All right, so let's talk about the power play because
0: no, no I refuse. Oh, I'm gonna leave for this entire so, segment. I don't. I don't want to talk about the power play.
1: It's not great. I will say one thing that stuck out to me is the play that Nick Suzuki made all of last year yeah. where he would get the puck up high and come down low. Every team knows that's coming now. Mm-hmm. And no, instead absolutely. of shooting, he's now trying to go cross ice to Caulfield, but it's just, through it's really six, tough to six, make six. that pass.
0: And you know, what's funny. Cause I was thinking about that the other day. actually, I have a theory that they should probably separate Caulfield from Suzuki. Now before I know I'm throwing more, you know, gas in the fire here, but every time I do see Suzuki somehow pull off that like incredibly difficult, pass across the ice to six sticks right onto us to Caulfield stick. I'm like, okay, I, I kind of get it, but uh, yeah, tonight, nothing doing, nothing doing at all, but Hey, let's go to Noah, who is, is seems to be able to find some positives here. So we're going through the positivity tree and see what uh, Noah thought about it.
2: Uh, is it, are we in Bizarro world? <laughs> <Is that bizarre? laughs> like, I'm the positive one. Yeah. Like, what's happened? no, I don't know. Again, maybe it's a matter <laughs> of expectations. Maybe I'm, maybe like, you know, in December, I'll be like, nah, this is all horrible and I'll be over it. But right now, um, I'm just I'm just still compared. Like, I felt like there was movement. Maybe nothing happened. Maybe there were no results, but there was a lot of movement. They there got the goalie traffic.
0: moving. They got the goalie, got the goalie moving goalie at points, wins. which is how you score. OK, that's fair. There yeah. was
2: traffic in front of the net. Like not traffic, sorry, players. Our own players were deep in front of the net, which, mm-hmm. again, compared to before, compared to last year. <laughs> My standards are really low. Can you tell a
0: little, a little bit? Yeah,
2: we used to have anybody actually like we'd have Gallagher, you know, attempt to stay there, get like shoved down and broken and destroyed a little bit, and then that would be it. But I just saw more a little more creativity traffic and a little more creativity. It wasn't the exact same play over and over. Hilariously, the goal, um, the goal that Washington scored, where Carlson basically tried to pull a Weber three times before the goal actually went in. I was like, Oh, that was like our, how our power play used to be, except we could never do that.
0: No, no. like
2: That was the, the, you know, the very static play that I saw that I was like, Oh, that looks familiar, but it's easy to
0: anticipate. Yeah. Okay. And I I do, you're right. They were making the defenders skate a little harder, which is what you want, right? You want to wear them down. It's a war of attrition, get the goalie moving, but not to be, you know, stuck on one one subject here, but if you want more traffic in front of the net, and you want someone to create more chaos in front of the net, and you want a big, tall, strong guy in front of the net. I don't know. There's one guy that comes to mind. I don't know. I don't know if the chat agrees with me here, but maybe, maybe that really huge Slovak you drafted could uh, honestly. I and I know I'm pushing the narrative that he needs more ice time, but I think Slavkovsky would probably do pretty good in front of the net, right? Like, I mean, just just <laughs> logically, size. His balance isn't great. Um, but I mean, if you want a guy stuffing in pucks there, that's your, that's your beast, right?
2: Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, like I wouldn't
1: replace to... Monahan with him, right? I mean, I, Anderson second on top unit, probably. Yeah. Second unit bring Gallagher up instead of Anderson. I feel like Anderson's puck skills are just not good enough to play on the power play. No.
0: Oh, and did you notice how quickly he got rid of it? Well, like he was like freaking out when he got it, he had to shoot right away. It's like, buddy, it's not five on five. You're not off the rush. You don't have to take a shot within half a second. Yeah. yeah, I don't think he has the patience for the power
1: play. Strategically, I think like I don't think personnel is the biggest issue on the power play. I think when you look at what they ha- what they do when they have control of the puck, way too often it's Caulfield and Suzuki on the points and Chris Weidman in the middle,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and you're just, you're way too high. You have to get mm-hmm. the puck down low. No power play dominates from the blue line anymore. None no, in the and, entire and NHL. And Trizac
0: mentions this in the chat. Also, they're saying we're missing Markov. I agree. Without like oh. since we haven't had Markov, it's been rough, but, um, yeah, see Noah right there. Just It's man. He <laughs> was so sure. good, eh? he was so good. eh? Oh my God. He, he papered over so many mistakes. He made so many millionaires. Mike Komasarik owes Andre Markov a helicopter is how I've always like, like not just a Rolex, maybe a Rolex, a, a helicopter made of Rolexes, but, um, yeah, a
2: Helicopter and like a Rolex and Crescent helicopter.
0: Exactly. You know? Um, but I, I would say here, what Trezak brought up there is it, it's, it's a fair point right now. It's pretty predictable. It's Suzuki to Caulfield. Um, um, there is more movement, like Noah said, but they will have to get a little more versatile. Um, just their options because right now they are moving, but it's kind of going back to the one option, two option, one option, two options. So yeah. maybe, um, I, I just don't know if they have the talent really. Like, let's be honest. Mike Hoffman I don't was think it's a point.
1: talent issue.
0: Yeah, but My- Mike Hoffman was at the point, or Jonathan anne like that's terrifying just to begin with <laughs> when they're, they're your last guys back. But I, I don't know, man. I just don't know if they have- uh, guys that that have that elite talent you have Suzuki and Caulfield and that's pretty much it right
1: yeah you still have that so, I mean, front guys though you you've got you got guys that can slot in and have an average power play right like if the Buffalo Sabres could have an average power play last year with like one decent player in Tage Thompson you know like teams that would have way worse rosters at forward than the Canadians have managed decent power so it's players. Alex
0: Burroughs' issue then right yes we, like, the chat's pointing it out here and let's be honest um you know, everyone loved Luke Richardson, but like, like, like he didn't do great stuff on the defensive side here. And let's be, I love Alex Burrow. He's one of the nicest guys, but that's his job. That's his job. And the Canadians' power play has been awful. Now, I think the only way you can redeem it here is that it was awful before. Like, it it's not like he took something amazing and made it terrible. It yeah. was garbage when he took over, and it's still garbage. But that's his job. Right. But I think he gets a pass, right? No, and I, also, like...
2: Well, he gets a pass because they're just starting the season. If it still looks like that later, it's a problem. And also the the point about the point about, um, you know, he took, t- didn't take something, he took something awful. And it's still awful. There's a huge turnover, like totally yeah. new personnel. So you can't even Fair. really say, Oh, he's doing it with like, you know, he's, this is who he has to work with. It's like, well, you've got almost a completely new roster, Mm -hmm. Like, so you you should try to make something happen.
0: Someone in the chat, Jeffrey mentioned Jordan Harris should maybe get a look at, and you know what? Um, He should. I like that idea because in Northeast, first of all, Jordan Harris has been like statistically, actually, I was going to say one other, probably, oh no, Kovacevic has been better, but Harris is right there. Now, I mean, he's not getting the the tough minutes, but at Northeastern, um Harris ran a, ran a power play and he did it quite well. So um, I wouldn't mind seeing, like if it's a season of development or the development of pain <laughs> through watching them uh, might as well give Harris a go on the power play. Like the thing is, you're not, there's nothing to lose. There's absolutely nothing to lose. You can't get worse than nothing, which is where they're at right now. A big old goose egg. So,
2: well, and also even if, even if say something works briefly, um, mm-hmm. like let's not kid ourselves. So, so, my kid, I think I talked about him last year on the show. Sometimes <laughs> he was like, so mama, do you think they're going to make the playoffs this year? And I was like, no, honey,
0: no, like, good. You're keeping I, it. You're I, keeping it realistic. I like right, that. Up
2: front, right up front. I'm not going to make the playoffs. Like just take it out of your head. We're just going to enjoy <laughs> the watch. Like it's okay. Um, but even if something works briefly, what I don't want them to do is get stuck. Like say they get a few goals on the power play, mm-hmm. but it's, I can't think of a good example, but it's not like a, a you know, it's not like
0: good, Josh Anderson little... scores off the rush twice in one game, but it's sure. on the power play. Yeah. You
2: don't, you don't try it. to, yeah. The, let's make the power play all around that. Don't do that.
1: That's don't like a Michelle Therrien with Dale Weiss thing. Yeah, yeah, yes,
2: exactly. Let's not do that. I really, really like, I am embracing the pain. I am embracing the suckitude. Let's just Embracing go the win. suckitude. Yes. <laughs> For the sake of development, not for its own sake.
0: <laughs> so remember the no excuses sign? That's a, This year it should be embracing the suckitude. Of,
2: you know, and then like in like small be. under it, we can write like as long as we're developing or something.
0: Yeah, yeah. as long as it's like go out there and have fun and so don't ruin we'll, your first overall we'll pick.
2: Trade, we'll trade uh, suckitude for development. That's what the sign should say. <laughs> which,
0: right? is a, which is a fair trade. And, and I mean, one last thing from the chat here, secret agent man mentions Dvorak in the slot. It, that's not the worst idea either, actually. He's one of those guys that I think actually has the type of skill level that's well-suited for he the has um the good hands.
1: Yeah. Good hands in tight. And, and he's
0: producing under St. Louis, like not this year, but last year. I think yeah. he ended with like 3.9 points per 60 under St. Louis, which was by far the best result of any. Like we talked about all these players. Dvorak had the best, I was going to say resurrection, but, uh, you know, he bound, bounced back. Well, you know what, considering what Sham did, but yeah, he's the one that bounced back the most under um, uh, Martin St. Louis.
1: Yeah, 100%. There was another comment here saying the only third game, hardly any presence in front of the opposition goalie that needs to change. I don't think that's true. I, I thought that the first unit had Anderson and Monaghan in front of the goalie pretty much the entire time. But statistically, power plays that have net like the net front guy are considerably worse than power plays that just ignore it. And have their players pass the puck around and shoot. What
0: are your options here? you Are going to go to Weidman for a big shot, which they've done, but like a big shot
1: doesn't have a big shot at all.
0: Well, I mean, relatively speaking, he does (laughs) to me,
1: like compared to us, but not in the NHL.
0: (laughs) Well, you know what the fun part is? We're talking about this and now the chat brought back the really, the obvious part here. Have you guys seen what Connor Bedard is doing in the WHL? Because. Stop ruining this, which segment is next. Oh, 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 Stop. All this suckitude is going to come to a, a very, very great gift for someone.
1: All right. We're moving on from the power play because Mark is ruining my next segments by speeding them dies. up too early.
0: Yeah. Spoilers there today.
1: <laughs> all right. So we're going to talk about Connor Bedard. All right. So I just want to read out a couple of things here from uh, Mitch Brown. I lost it. Oh. As I, it, it, yeah, Mitch Brown,
0: absolutely insane. His shots, his shot rate. Oh my God. Yeah.
1: Friend of the show. Amazing scout. Uh, he has Connor, Connor Bedard's first 10 games in the WHL this year, nine goals, 10 assists, 140 shot attempts. That's 14 shot attempts per game, 70 shots on goal, seven shots on goal per game. And he says a game. full season worth of highlights. And that kid, the crazy thing is nine goals in 10 games.
0: That's below his expected individual goals.
1: Oh, easily. He should be he's shooting, shooting like 12% should... in the dub. There's no way he's a 12% shooter in the so, dub.
0: So he, he's right on Connor McDavid's tail for like production wise in his draft year. And he's actually hitting a huge dose of, of bad luck right now. Well, not bad luck, but he's underperforming compared to, you know, the effort he's putting in. That's this is guy. Are we crazy to think that he's generational? And, and I mean... I, I don't see any other way, but this guy could be a franchise-altering player for the Montreal Canadiens. Like immediately, immediately, would be a franchise-altering player.
1: Yeah, they they need to get this guy. I mean, I'm sure right? they'd be fine with Mitch Goff or Fantilli as well. But those are
0: really good. Oh yeah, it's actually like compared to last year, it's an amazing draft.
1: Oh fantastic!
2: No, we're not we're not being Buffalo. We're not getting the Eichel of the draft.
1: We need, <laughs> but you know what? If They have at least the structure and the the prospects. That if they were to get an Eichel, they could build around it. They're not like the Sabers who tore like everything a down to would the Would be bone. great,
0: would be great, man. I think if you add that, you're adding a guy that would be number one in 2022. Essentially, yeah. the top three guys in 2023 would be number one with a bullet in 2022. Easily. Even almost at their like at their current age at the time of the draft. Now I'm getting a little, you know, there's sort of some hyperbole on my part, but um, let's be perfectly honest here. The plan, the the the, the huge plan here was. Quite clearly, a thinly veiled tank, and I don't want to be mean, but the players that he got rid of I mean, the exodus of talent he got rid of the only players in the roster last year that had a positive war, a positive in- impact on the underlying numbers. Um, except
1: for Jake Fully. Allen, we got rid of yeah. Sherat too, and he didn't have a positive impact. okay,
0: yeah, but there was the best return ever. But you know, you're that was just a trade. Kulak, tree, you know, like, I mean, like he got rid of all his half-decent players. This is the plan. The plan was the tank. Oh, He started the, sure. the year with, <laughs> with four defensemen that had six minutes of experience. Like, this is, it's funny that I'm complaining, and I'm the one that was saying to everybody, this is part of the plan. Like, we're in for some pain. So, I think, according to plan, this is, it's a good year for for Kenji. A
1: hundred percent. They just want to play respectable hockey while losing almost every game, which is fine. Oh, I forgot
0: Lekanen, by the way. Sarah reminded me that I can't believe that. I forgot Lekanen. Can't
1: believe enough. you forgot Lekanen. How dare you? I will say that I, I got to pull a slight audible here because something stuck out to me last night that I forgot to write down and I forgot to bring up on the show. Did you guys... I, uh, Noah, did you watch the Detroit game? No. No? Okay. So we'll we'll stick to Mark for this one. Did you notice how much the guys, both Suzuki and Gallagher, were getting in Sherrod's face? Yeah, okay. and how it was just not a storyline at all. But the no, exact same that. thing happened when PK played Subban. his first game Subban. in Montreal. Hey, that's exactly that what was I was a thinking. Huge storyline. I was
0: okay. I had that exact same thought, and I almost, you know, got in trouble on the internet. You guys know me. I I tend to rile up people on the internet, but um, I think the common denominator is Gallagher. Let's be perfectly honest. Um, 100
1: percent. Like, shithead, and I like the guy. I
0: like the guy. But yeah, exactly. He's he's the kind of guy. That even let's say you know you quit a job and everything's good. You're getting—he's the kind of guy that would like toss ink on your back on the way out and be like, "Screw you! You're done. You're no longer on our team." But that's kind of his like competitive mentality. Um, yeah, I, I noticed that, and both you know fools seldom differ. Andrew, um, I thought about the Subban thing as well, and that obviously—and and let's be perfectly honest—I I know that Gallagher doesn't like Subban. He might have his reasons, but Subban led Gallagher to probably his best years with the Habs. Like he wasn't there for the Cup run, so. I don't know, maybe it was an attention thing, maybe not, but uh, I definitely noticed that Chirot was not greeted with open arms by his former teammates.
1: Yeah, it was the Suzuki one that surprised me more. Like, the first shift that they had together, Suzuki was getting in Chirot's face and kind of, like, shouting him down behind the net, and I was like, Nick Suzuki doesn't do stuff like that very often. Like, sometimes he'll get a little bit chippy, or he'll pat carter hard on the head and destroy his entire career right but,
0: <laughs> <laughs> he ducked duck goosed
1: him into like
0: the See? shadow realm.
1: There, he, yeah he went from like a very promising young goaltender who was like the next one to yeah. barely in the nhl after suzuki patted him on the head so yeah, suzuki's so Ron got power Nextall
0: was right about that i think he i think he knew about suzuki's duck duck goose shadow realm power i think that's what he was afraid of yeah yeah yeah
1: But yeah, it's very interesting to see what becomes a narrative and what doesn't. Because between Gallagher and Subban, that was one player. Mm -hmm. Suzuki and Gallagher going after like You would think Montreal media, being Montreal media, they'd be like, oh, was Ben Sherat not that liked in the room? Because for the last several years, we've been talking about him as like the amazing grit leader. And it's like, interesting. And and, and the crazy part about this
0: is that when Sherratt left, I thought this was really interesting. And it kind of marked... the biggest juxtaposition between Marc Bergevin era and the Kent Hughes era is that when Kent, when Sherratt left, first of all, it was on good terms. And Sherat turned around and said, I would come back in, you know, a Montreal minute, basically. Um, he, he, he was really, he loved it here. And that was one of the first times someone leaving didn't kind of say, like, I'm so glad to be out of there. So... To me, that was so positive that that there was you could have a divorce, but not like it's more of a separation. It's not an ugly divorce because the Habs have had ugly divorces with Markov, Rajulov, Subban, like like you name I'm it, Patrick, like every single player, Galchenyuk, like everyone, Bergevin. At the end, he had his boys, but everyone else, it was. Like you know, oh, good, good, you know, see you later, and they're like, "That's it, see you later, and good luck." And he's like, "I don't remember saying good luck, you know." So <laughs> like that—that's what it was. So I was surprised just because of that, because Sherrod did the Habs a huge favor by saying, "Like I'd come back. It's fun. It's a good um, management group," and that was huge for the Habs. I remember celebrating in the Habs marketing room when I worked for them. I'm like, no way a player liked playing here. Like statistically, <laughs> you don't—you don't want him back. You don't want him back. That was a great haul, but that was good. So that. <laughs> in addition to, you know, the whole Subban thing made me pretty surprised how um nobody was talking about it. Yeah, I think my feed talked about it for about three seconds.
1: Yeah, only, only Subban
2: is a cancer in every dressing room. It's only Subban. Nobody else ever causes like nobody else ever has bad blood with anybody else. It's only Subban. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. And, and I mean, we it's not uh, historically proven that Patrick Kane and Jonathan Taves hate each other or anything you know the, it's funny because these guys they, they yell at each other they swear at each other in the bench they absolutely hate each other but they're not on a camping trip you know they're going there to win games and I mean they won cups together so I that makes it easier but uh no these guys aren't uh they're not on a on a canoe going to to camp all weekend there you know so they don't have to love each other
1: that's it this is true all right, I think we've uh, talked enough about this game. We'll keep her short tonight. Keep her within the bounds we're supposed to have for this show. Thanks everybody for coming and uh hanging out with us after a second straight loss on back-to-back nights. We'll be back at it when what's the schedule here? We'll be back at it on Oh my goodness. No, nope, that's not Montreal's schedule. I was like Monday. Monday, Monday
0: they are playing um
1: the Pittsburgh. Penguins. Yeah, absolutely. the Penguins who just stomped the Lightning all right well Ooh.
0: and that's... it's the return of <laughs> jeff beatry so that's pretty cool
1: oh yeah um, that's pretty fun no that, mike that matheson pretty... in the lineup that sucks yeah
0: exactly and, and i want to give a shout out before we go obviously we're going to talk about how amazing noha is but uh, shout of out course. to everyone in, in the chat because it's it's cool that they come and hang out with us after these losses and there's going to be a lot but so we're gonna have fun this year um you know talking to the people we're already seeing the same people come back over and over and over so we love every single one of you and shout out to robert for the amazing work on the uh moderation and keeping us on our toes
1: oh great question actually here to end the show will gallagher try to fight petrie yeah probably he's probably, yeah, like
2: yes 100
1: but will it become <laughs> you know, a narrative
2: they'll both, they'll both end up hurting their hands
1: oh god <laughs> <And> <laughs> jeff petrie will get his eyes all bloody yeah. again Oh my uh-huh. god,
0: that was terrifying! Yeah, 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 yeah. But I mean, hey, listen, I, I I guess I'm the sucker for defending people that people start hating because I was defending Doyon today. But Petrie did great for the Habs, so I hope oh, the Montreal Hab. faithful and I'm sure Noah, you'll agree with me, the Montreal faithful should probably give him a nice round of applause there because he was one of the most underpaid, undervalued, and uh, you know underrated defensemen for about ten years with the Canadians. A
2: hundred percent, a hundred percent. Like I, yeah, I love Jeff Petrie. He is fantastic, and he deserves all the kudos and I know things got hard at the end under uh Ducharme there and all that but I don't think like people are human I think the fans need to appreciate everything that he did for the team uh, you mentioned Drouin and it just reminded me that I saw him come back right near the end like the last two minutes come back defensively there and I was like oh look at Jonathan Drouin making that play and I was so happy with that
1: yeah I yeah, I, mean, I thought he was all right what- tonight
0: well, I'll say one thing is that, and Brassel, once he came in, he sought me out and he just, he was, you know, he mentioned, that we. I talk about mental health openly and he just said, he's like, listen, I see these messages and it really helps some people like take from what I have, I've done. He's like, it makes me feel good. Not just what I'm doing on the ice, but outside the ice that people are able to talk about it more. So to me, yeah. that's, yes, he's a, he's a guy that puts up 50 points a year, but the fact that he's leading that conversation is incredibly important. And uh, I wish more athletes would do it.
2: A hundred percent. And just to be clear, like I was not being sarcastic at all there. I meant because nope. the narrative, we were talking about the narrative yeah. that gets said and oh, like, Duran doesn't do defense. Durant, da, 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 da. Well, that was like, he just did. And People don't yeah. notice it when it uh, happens, and they only notice the other place.
0: So, as as Paper Dolls mentions in the chat, and it's a good way to to end it. Uh, you know, people already made up their mind when it comes to a guy like Jonathan to Hawaii. But uh, I, I I I say sit back, let's take the lead from NOHA this year. Sit back, enjoy <laughs> the show. What goes well, goes well, and if not, you know, um, there's embrace only, the uh, suckitude. Yeah, embrace <laughs> the suckitude. That is it.
1: <laughs> All right. Thanks everybody for joining us. Make sure you like the video, make sure you subscribe to SDPN, subscribe to Game Over NHL on Spotify and Apple Music, and uh, we'll see you again on Monday.